0: June 13, 2020, it's a Watch for Pedro show.
1: They show. Happy Saturday.
0: K's B-Day was yesterday. Bloomsday's coming up Tuesday. Raymond's B-Day, too. Uh, brother Matt, yeah, he served a shift over in Las Vegas, but he, I think he's back, but still in quarantine mode, so he's three miles south of the Love Grotto. Pleasure point. But I am not man alone in my pad here, because through the wonders of those Estonian software engineers and their Skype invention, I got Bill and Brian with me from Atlanta. How you doing? Welcome aboard.
2: Hey, we're doing great. We're glad to be here. Yeah. Hello, what? Uh-
0: yeah, very, very much. Uh, uh, we got to thank Mike Pagetta right off the bat for making the connect. He's uh, uh, this is you guys are the final ones out of like I don't know almost a dozen Knoxville connected kind of music peoples, and it, it, I've loved all the stuff and, and your stuff too. I mean, we started the show off with John Coltrane, Mel Jackson doing Three Little Words, and then Smoke. With trust, uh, who wants to go first, Bill? Brian? Which one?
2: I guess uh, I'll go first. It's going
0: to be your your journey through music, okay? Uh, Bill, I want to know your uh, earliest musical record collection, please.
2: The earliest record
0: collection, musical or, recollection,
2: memory. Uh, yeah, I think uh, the earliest one. Um, I think I was uh, in third grade, and we were auditioning for the school chorus. And I tried to sing, and I don't think it went well and I burst into tears. Oh, uh, kind of gave up and just thought I hate music. That's probably my earliest uh, yeah. recollection yeah. whatever it is I thought music should be, but everyone in third grade did not agree. I mean I was in. I thought I was feeling it, uh, but I, you know people just you know, they, you know, I didn't, didn't get on the, the chorus, and they just uh, that nobody really liked it. They kind of told me to stop. I didn't get that.
0: So don't worry, Bill, there's no hard questions and there's no wrong answers in this world. What about the pad you grew up in? Where was that?
2: That was in Cleveland, Ohio. Now,
0: at the pad, was there musical instruments?
2: Yeah, not really. No, I think no one in my family really did much with music. And wow. I really initially wanted to be a bomb maker and a secret agent, globe-trotting assassin. Uh, but that, you know, that's a lot of negative energy. And then my friends started uh, playing music, and I was hanging out with them. So well, that I sort of redirected about- <laughs> the just energy into music and trying to learn how to play the guitar. I'm trying
0: to fit in a question here, Bill. <laughs> right, sorry. What about listeners? Were your parents or your brothers and sisters listeners? Did they have record collection? The, no, they
2: just listened to the radio. Okay. But, uh, music was something other people did.
0: Well, let me ask you this What was the first record you bought yourself?
2: Yeah, I, the very first one, you know, I don't even remember buying it. It was probably my brother's records. He had uh, a Rick Wakeman record. But you can't like, remember
0: the you can't remember the first record you bought yourself.
2: I can't even think about. I remember the first when I started buying a lot of records. What I started buying. Yeah.
0: Okay. What about the first gig? What was the first gig you went to?
2: I think we were, it was a high school band. We played at a bar in Cleveland, Ohio. And I think the name of the band was the Fabulous High Tops, and we had three guitar players, one drummer. No, no, a,
0: no, 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 Bill. Oh. First gig you went and saw somebody else playing.
2: Oh, I think um, I think I went, I went to a concert. Um, saw Ella Fitzgerald play. My family went there a long time ago.
0: That's bitching. Now, you were saying in, in school you got kicked out of the choir?
2: Well, just passively, aggressively mocked and humiliated. Yeah. But do you, they didn't kick it out, kick me out. They just made it clear I wasn't acceptable.
0: Okay, but you never tried anything else, like the marching band or the stuff Why like would I
2: do that? All I, I, I don't know. I wasn't
0: there. That's why I got to ask yeah.
2: you. Uh, but then I met my friends, and I thought, well, they're making music. Well, that, that's what I was going to
0: ask you next. After yeah. school, the basement band, the bedroom band, the garage band. You did that stuff.
2: Yeah, yeah. How old were you? I was, you know, I probably 7 16 and 17. That's when I started playing music. Now, that's now when what it,
0: instrument did you choose?
2: The guitar. Why? Because it seemed like an, a fun thing to do. And my friends had guitars. And my friend Jeff had an old Harmony guitar. Yeah. But then he bought a, a Gibson guitar. And so he needed to make money, so he sold me the Harmony guitar. And so I sort of started there.
0: Now, was it electric or acoustic?
2: It was, uh, I think, hollow body, electric.
0: Okay, so you had an amp, too? Yeah,
2: an amp peg. Yeah, in fact, I got his old amp, the amp peg. I okay, wish I had where did you guys practice? We would practice, in you know, probably basements, houses, my friend, Tom. But not, uh, but not your pad.
0: your parents weren't into it.
2: Oh no! They just hated it. They were I think, kind of worried. They, but, you know, they
0: now now tell me about that first gig that you started telling me about.
2: Yeah, it was really you know typical. Like, we were probably seniors, maybe in high school, and we just played. And I didn't know how to play, so I liked climbing on furniture. That was basically what I did. I'd sort of climb on the countertops and jump around and dance.
0: Well, where was it at? At the school.
2: It's, No, no, this was at a bar in Cleveland, Ohio. Okay, okay, okay. I don't remember the name.
0: You guys were old enough to go to a bar. Yeah, they
2: let us play. Okay. uh, Okay.
0: Can I ask you about the material? Was it original or or were you copying songs off record?
2: It was mostly covers and we liked the Ramones. We liked the Ramones a lot. We liked the B-52s and we liked... Neil Young, we really liked because uh, this was right around the time of "Russ Never Sleeps," uh, and we there. loved that Neil Young guitar sound.
0: And what was the name of this band?
2: I think the Fabulous High Tops. Okay,
0: yeah, I always wear low top Converse. Um, yeah. High tops made my feet sweat, so. but that has nothing That's to do. It has nothing to do with you. Uh,
2: no, did, no did, I got the same problem going on. If I wear the wrong socks, my feet stink. Doesn't yeah, matter. You when I, I came
0: when I came here from Virginia for twenty. Something years, I never wore socks or chonies until so I got sick at 42, and then yeah, I started doing that. Uh, did the fantastic high tops or fabulous high tops ever record?
2: I think just to cassette tapes, just cassette tapes.
0: Oh, cool. So, so that first gig, you weren't really playing, uh, but, but how did you feel? Were you scared or were you?
2: Oh, I loved it. Okay. I thought this, the curse of third grade humiliation has been lifted. I am free. Yeah, 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 yeah. So this was a way to let the
0: fucking freak flag fly.
2: Yeah, I think that's to me what music has ever always been ever since. It's well, I, also at that time, I liked the Hendrix live recording. Jimmy, what like a
0: uh, band of gypsy?
2: That's it. Yeah, I didn't. I liked the studio stuff, but it was the live recordings, especially the bootleg cassettes I had access to. That really, I thought this is what music is. It's so. So stripped down, so live.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree with you. Uh, I think music is for uh, the big E expression word, too. Curious, uh, how long did you last with that harmony guitar?
2: I think pretty, about a, probably two or three years. And then I got a Fender Stratocaster.
0: Ah, like
2: Bob Quine. Yeah, and i lo- I loved it at Stratocasters ever since.
0: This, this, uh, I'm going to play another uh, tune by this uh, project called
2: Smoke. What's, what's smoke? smoke? Smoke. So what's with Smoke? Can, uh, how about Brian? Brian can answer that, or should I keep talking?
0: Well, I want to play it. When we'll, we we'll, we'll, we'll get done playing this next block of music, it'll be, be Brian's turn. So it's a, it's a Brian-connected thing. Okay, okay. Got it. It's hard for me to know, you know, till I get this mind-reading thing. I'm going to have to use words there, Bill.
2: Got it. <laughs>
1: Most in the other. Uh, So what? I did off a little too much. This time I almost choked on it, choked on it, choked. Looking, shirt Right on
3: feel sure.
4: The, the first the the oh, yeah. you be sure to be the the start with the yeah. after you it. Oh, no. No. Uh,
5: Hello? Don't get too close either, Alright.
4: Okay. <laughs> <coughs> Three.
0: From Pedro show. Yeah, that was When It Rains from Smoke. Then we had Pat Ruthensmear. Pat from The Germs, one of my heroes. Uh, incredible music cat and, and person. Um, the Area of the Circle. Deerhoof, brand new album from them. Sympathy for the Baby Boo. Kay Salida. It was K's B-Day uh, yesterday. 59 years young. Richard Paper mice out of Chicago. After that, with so, God damn, I always fuck this up. S- Simulacra. S- 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 lacra <laughs> anyway, sorry guys. Bilge pump out of leads. After that, with uh, Can I touch your leg? Uh, breasts from ill. At what part of England are they? I can't remember. Uh, Damon Smith got brand new. Uh, Compilation of him on stand up. The Sky Hides All His Birds. And finally, Opal Fox Quartet with Frail Body. Now, that's the only tune I got from them that you sent me. So I don't know if that's a Brian or a Bill oriented proj. But I want to, uh, Bill, I want to move on now to Brian and his journey, early musical journey. Okay. Great. Okay, Brian, your earliest musical recollection, please. Oh,
6: it's some cello playing stuff in the fourth grade. Learning how difficult it was to hold a bow and get a sound out of the instrument.
0: Yeah, you got to play it between your legs.
6: Yeah, that part's great.
0: Oh, you like that. Okay. Yeah, it
6: really, really grew on me. It's it's nice to embrace it, and it, uh, it sings like a human voice.
0: I was going to say what really strikes me about the cello. was a couple things, but one is the range. It's incredible. It goes the bass clef to treble. You know, it's yeah, probably the whole range of the voice. The other thing is fifths. So you got more drama uh, jumps between the strings. So it's like the
6: only the, way my mind works. I've never really learned any other way to think about it.
0: Yeah, so more uh, like the violin, more like the mandolin. Yeah, the more dramatic with the. the yeah, pretty exciting. Cello is an amazing uh, instrument. So you started on this thing at in fourth grade. Now was it your choice?
6: It was my choice. Well, actually, I, I signed up for the bass, but uh, my parents drove a Toyota Tercel, and they said you can't play the bass.
0: Now, where was this?
6: This was in Albany, Georgia, oh, okay. South Georgia.
0: Sure, I think uh, God, I think I've been through there. Just passed through. I never got to play there. It's little, right? It um, is.
6: It, it's kind of like the armpit of America. <laughs>
0: well, yeah. Every you know what every town's got that part inside it. <laughs> okay, <laughs> but 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 uh, let me ask you about your pad. Was there instruments where you grew up?
6: Yeah, my dad was a music professor, and my oh, mom Jesus. was a uh, choir director and the second church organist and stuff like that. And yeah,
0: So th- there's instruments in the pad?
6: Yeah, there was the piano. My dad had several instruments. He, yeah. His primary was clarinet, but he had the bassoon and uh, all kinds of other stuff around.
0: Double read. Now, uh, yeah. a lot of people, if they got a piano... In the pad, yeah. When you're young, will you take some piano lessons? Was that? Was that? Uh, I never really did. No, not no. But was my it suggested problem. on you? Was it suggested on you?
6: A little bit, but uh, yeah. There's a lot of friction between me and the parents, oh, yeah. even that early on.
0: Okay, that's okay. I'm just curious. Uh, but when you got to school, you got into the music program there, and uh, yeah. I'm, I'm came, thinking. I'm thinking more. You're like in the not the marching band. There's no, no cellos in marching bands.
6: Right? The Woody Woody Allen cello playing in the marching band. <laughs> you see that scene? Right. That's right.
0: Well, he ended up on the licorice stick, right? He's a clarinet. What's man. that? He ended up on the licorice stick. A clarinet man.
6: That's right. Yeah. yeah. He just has a scene in a movie where he's playing cello in the. Oh yeah, I band. know,
0: I know, I know. He <laughs> managed. Yeah, that would be fucked up. (laughs) You know, Ron Carter plays a piccolo bass, and it's almost the same size, but it's that fourth tuning. I mean, it's a big diff. I
6: realized that that was a fourth tuning. I assumed it was a fifth tuning. No, no.
0: When when they went to the bass, they want it more clustered closer, I guess. I don't know why. But the guitar is that way, too. Well, for one thing, uh, bass and guitar, piano... Those things were all in the rhythm section with the drums in the old days. So it was a different world. Uh, but uh, l- let me ask you this. What was the first record you bought for yourself?
6: It, the, I can't remember which was first. It, it's a great combo, though, because you got Charlie Daniels' uh, Devil Went Down to Georgia, oh, yeah. 45, and then Queen's Greatest Hits. Okay. And, uh, I, I, I have a big theory that... Uh, bohemian rhapsody and the devil went down to georgia are two of the 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 greatest ideas of music ever
0: (laughs) and the first gig you went to saw
6: uh that would be foreigner at the albany civic center they decided to kick off their world agent provocateur tour uh in Albany, Georgia, for some reason. And
3: I believe
0: that they had a guitar man named Steve Jones. But it ain't, that could the, be. It ain't the Steve Jones we know. Right? <laughs> they, they, uh, they That's the, the other, other, the uh, Steve Jones we know. Out. The <laughs> Steve Jones we know actually had me on his radio show, and I got to jam Born on the Bayou, It's All Right Now, and TVI with him. On acoustic guitar, he had. He said he told me, "You come on my show, you got to bring your bass."
6: <laughs> nice.
0: It was about fifteen years ago. Yeah, he was really nice, uh, really intelligent too. You could tell not going to college or anything, but smart as fuck. And uh, one interesting thing he said near the end of the, he had me on like fucking three hours. We were talking about that We Kano documentary, and he said, "You know." He's talking about the SST days, Black Flag and who's me Puppets, Man Man. He said, we should have done it like you guys. I was like, whoa. That was very him. Kind of. So were you, yeah. besides the school I got stuff. See, and I the, got to see
6: you guys at the Fox with uh, Jason and the Scorchers and R.E.M. That was a great show.
0: Right. Two nights in a row and there's lights in the roof. In between, we did that. Uh, a lot of recordings ended up on that ballot result at... Uh, Georgia Tech, W R E K, yeah,
2: it's right the, near the there,
0: and the varsity. I remember the first places I played was the six eight eight, and Steve Mays. Ig had his yeah. uh, setless painted on the bulkhead there. Anyway, besides, uh, did you work the cello into like uh, like what Bill did with the garage band with the basement uh, bedroom band?
6: Well, one of Bill's garage bands uh, used to rehearsed in my basement and that's how we got to know each other and
4: uh oh okay
0: you know what been, can i tell uh, you something and, can i tell sorry. you something i have yet to hear a basketball player say i'm going to go down to the gym and rehearse some hoops i mean what's weird with that what's wrong with that practice word I'm just curious
6: i'll tell you where why i say it all the time is uh, uh an old girlfriend of mine who Bill is still good friends with, uh, <laughs> but her, her <laughs> uncle played drums with, uh, Ray Charles. And he told me, uh, real musicians rehearse.
0: Ah, I thought, Act- it was, I thought it was actors that rehearsed, <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, it's fucking semantics anyway. Don't, don't worry about that. I'm uh, not preaching. Uh, so, so you guys had a, you guys had a, a band together. A garage band, a basement band.
6: Well, that's, that's how we met. And then Bill
4: started the old
6: box quartet and, and said, Brian plays the cello, and Benjamin said, I've always wanted a cello player. And that's when we started playing music together.
0: But this wasn't the Fabulous High Tops.
6: No, that was Ohio. Okay. This is Atlanta now.
0: Okay, and what, so what was this band called?
6: That was the Opal Fox Quartet.
0: Oh, oh. So this tune we just played. Body. Yeah, Frail Body. Okay.
4: Yeah,
0: yeah. And, and, and tell me about uh, uh, Opal Fox. <laughs> Where'd you get that fucking name? Well, there's was probably a four-piece, right?
6: Well, it, it almost never. It started as one, <laughs> but it quickly turned into a ten-piece, and we had to beat the harmonica players off the stage. Whoa. And Benjamin was a a drag queen at the time. Yeah, and uh, got compared to Tom Waits because of his gravelly voice, and uh, we were we were quite quite a, a show. I think a, a train wreck, as Michael Stipe would say.
0: What, what was the first gig like? It was
6: magical, man. I, I was somebody. They'd been playing for a couple of weeks. Uh, brunch at the little Five Points pub, and somebody said you got to go see it. I remember and,
0: the Five Points place. I played there a few times. I love that pad. Yeah, I
6: love that pad. Yeah. And I walked in and Benjamin was singing a song about masturbation and he had a blue sequin dress on and was saying, Everybody who masturbates, wave their hands in the air and you know, it's like one o'clock in the afternoon Sunday in Georgia and all these people waving their hands in the air. But, I but, fell in love immediately. But but you were a gig
0: goer. What was the first time you played with them? You're on stage with them? The next week. Ah, okay. And yeah. What, what was that gig like?
6: That's fantastic. I, I still was just learning how to play one note in a band, but uh yeah, they they put up with me long enough to where I learned a few more.
0: Did you have sheet music?
6: No, no. So yeah, I was I was learning how to play by ear compared to you know growing up as sure, a sure a grunt orchestra person.
0: No, because I know people like that. If you don't put the music in front. They can play like motherfuckers, but you got to have that stuff in front of them.
6: Yeah. I had to put all that, those ideas behind me to be able to, to make it work. Right. So yeah, it was a big change for me.
0: Was this in the nineties?
6: It was uh, the late eighties.
0: Okay. Did, did you know a guy in the five points that hung around the street named Carrie Thornley?
6: Hmm. Did you know Carrie? That doesn't ring a bell.
0: He was one of the original Discordians, him and Greg Hill. And he ended up there. I think he ended up dying on living on the street there in Five Points. Ugh. Yeah, something like 99 or something. But he was there for like seven or eight years. I, I was just curious. Look, we're at the end of the end of the first hour. Uh, June 13, 2020, Dishwap, Peter Show. Bill and Brian, special guests. Hold tight for hour two. June 13, 2020. It's the second hour the Waffle Pedro show.
7: It's a long cold. Staring in a mirror before me Oh, but wake me up when it's his round Cause it's a lonely sad life The life I leave is a lonely sad life The life I leave is a lonely sad life The life I leave is a lonely sad
5: life let slow.
0: So we start off the second hour with some more Opal Fox Quartet doing Blue Exception. And then we had Tripod Jimmy out of uh, Cleveland doing Solace in a Bottle. Well, for a while there, they were in the Bay Area. Maybe they started in the Bay Area. Because for Tom Herman, I've been actually recording with him a project called Ship to Shore. And we got 17s already. And uh, that that version of Peruba with him and Tony and Alan... Scott on the drums and David Thomas singing. Uh, that modern dance had a huge influence on Minutemen. We saw him at the whiskey. We found out later the drummer man Scott uh, forgot where he parked the boat. <laughs> yeah, it happens. Uh, Peter Lochner out there, another uh, Cleveland guy. Uh, Drunkard's Lament. care uh, out of Canada with Thinking Empire. The Magnet Hearts. Uh, Jonathan Hall here from uh, Backbiter's own oh, little brand-new project. The story's not over. And, f- and finally, waiting for UFOs with the uh, eponymous tune, Waiting for UFOs. So you guys played together at Opal Fox Quartet? Yeah, yeah. And then the proj after that is Waiting for it's- UFOs? Oh, then there's Smoke. So okay, Opal Fox- okay, so Smoke... Okay, that's so. I actually should have played the fucking Opal Fox Quartet first and then Smoke.
2: Okay, I it's it all it all comes together and it all weaves in and out. There's there's, there's no right or wrong way. Yeah, but let, let's just clear it up
0: for the listeners. I mean, or, or were they simultaneous projects or what? Did, were they linear? Did one come before the other?
2: I think yeah. I think they're linear. There was the Opal Fox Quartet. And then it became Smoke, and then Benjamin died, so we then went into separate projects and then came back together in various groups to keep writing, but also just keep kind of grieving and and living. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Uh, uh,
0: so Smoke was, was, was the first time you played with Brian here?
2: No, I started playing with Brian in Opal Fox Quartet.
0: So that band is before Smoke. Yeah. Okay. And 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 then, and they're kind of the same band, maybe a couple people different. Like Benjamin's the f- same guy, right?
2: Yeah, he's really the he's kind of the musical force. He's the sun, and we're the rest of us are just sort of rocky objects, planets in orbit. orbit. Yeah, planets yeah. in orbit. Okay.
0: Asteroids, whatever. Yeah, cause,
2: yeah, you know Benjamin was a, a mighty force. It's just. You know what I mean? One of those people that just, oh, dude, once I, they're gone, you never recover.
0: I, I know about that because with D Boone, you know, I wouldn't have been doing this without D Boone. And I, I know exactly what you mean. But, you know, you, life deals your hand, right? So you got to play it. That's
2: right. And, but
0: and I, 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 I understand what you mean, why you had to change. I could never be called the Minuteman again.
2: Yeah, it's a top, top. I mean, when you lose someone, what do you do? And. Right. So Brian and I and Will Pratizi, who was also in UFOs and Smoke, we just kind of try to write new stuff in honor of the the friends are gone. Um, but it, and kind of keep going ahead. Uh, yeah, I understand.
0: So t- tell me about the first uh, Waiting for UFOs gig.
2: Boy, that grew out of, uh, let's see, after smoke, then we were smoked that city for a while, and then the early waiting for UFOs, right? That was our friend Coleman, who used to be in smoke, he died. And so we kind of worked uh, at a memorial show, and the the group was waiting for UFOs. Wow.
0: So a lot of tragedy here.
2: Well, yeah, now I realize I should be speaking more metaphorically and cryptically because I don't want (laughs) to, you know, it's, but I mean, it's the truth in terms of what happens. So maybe, maybe, you
0: know, no, 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 Bill, you got a good point because in a way we're in denial because this shit happens to all of us.
2: That's kind of what I think Brian and I are are going through. And Do I really need to be a quirky, eccentric interview subject? Why not just be You know, tell the truth.
0: Yeah, Yeah, no, the way I look at it is the show, the reason I do it is my payback on the movement. I found that almost everybody, no, certainly everyone's musical journey is different. There's different ways to do this music trip. So when you guys talk about your music journey, hopefully it gets out there and listeners won't be afraid to let their freak flag fly. Yeah, yeah, I I agree, yeah. Okay, so that's what it's about as far as I'm concerned. I want to play Big Shot (laughs) Mortician. Okay, talking about happy stuff.
5: He's a shot mortician with six fingers on each hand. When it's here I am, it's there, I wish I was up on the land. He plays a flute from a pelican ball. you can run, but you can't hide. God moves on the water. He rules the land and sky. He plays a- some men on the road good intentions turn to vapor trailing torn sheets of paper leaving us with the error staring back at us in the mirror he plays a blue card from a pelican phone standing by the grave he burned every bag. Starlight, but the city warm. Now the screens are blank and the projector's gone. We got caught, sent to court with the big shots' eyes agape, mouth God Up on the roof, waiting for a way to escape. Every Easter Sunday morning, flesh until now season. Give it to the poor jury of good paper hats. See what happens when you let someone go. See what happens when you stitch to your hips, add another song to the cannon. If you kill the king, you will get
0: What for Pedro show? Yeah, big shot mortician from Waiting for UFOs. Uh, after that, Berens Whitfield the Savages out of near Boston. I think it's a little town called Berkeley. Uh, Tinglin. Uh, Lena Anderson with uh, Conun Cuchillo. Pressing on from Scott H. Birum. waves of wind through the tops of trees from Bradford Reed, the Opium Trail. Walk, don't run. Yeah, these guys, this guy gave me this band he was in in the 60s and it's all covers. It was just a different... I remember growing up here in Pedro, not one guy, me and D. Boone knew, wrote their own songs. Not until we met people in the movement. It was all about copying records. Sort of like uh, building models. <laughs> you know, it's kind of crazy, but th- that's the way the culture was. And, and uh, Luckily, it didn't last that long. <laughs> and then... Uh, Starlight, finally, Uh, waiting for UFOs. So this is an ongoing proj, right?
2: Yeah, it really is. And that's why it's great working with Brian and and Wilfred Easey. And it's just part of a a river. I don't know where it's going, but it just uh, keeps going. And we just get together and we don't really even talk that much. We just sort of play instruments and then... We remember the parts that sounded good, and then it's a the song, and so we just keep going.
0: So you're saying that the creation process is kind of a improvised jam?
2: Yeah, well, then kind of then an edited. You you improvise, you find a riff, you play around with it, and then you if you can remember it the next time, it's probably a good one, and then you add another. You know, you you kind of weld some some found objects onto it. And then you have a song. Um, yeah.
0: Well, I ask because some dudes, like, they'll make the cassette at home, right? And then they show it to the guys and make this be so, like, kind of command, right?
2: Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, our last, lately, we've been playing out in backyards. So it's, we got a social distance effect. And uh, so we just hang out in the backyard. Uh, but our newest composition, I don't know what happened, but Brian just started playing the, the cello, and, you know, it's the cello the fifths. There's something about those fifths. You yeah. turn them loose in the world, and then the beat comes in, and then I start kind of playing the guitar, just one or two notes, so it's kind of a Tony Conrad, Lamonte Young drone thing, but yeah. it just, uh, I don't know what happened. It just happens. So. Yeah, well, you know, everybody's
0: got their own ways of doing it, and so thats I'm just curious to hear you articulate it for us. So it a lot of it's kind of finding it by doing it.
2: Like that's, him, yeah, that's the big yeah. thing. Yeah, but we we love all styles. Billy Fields, the keyboard player, he'll write a whole composition, send it to me, and Brian, and we listen to it, and then we just add to it. Oh, okay, it,
0: so that's more like that traditional demo kind of technique. Okay.
2: But, and even then, his strategy is, it just gets started. once. Right, right. Where, okay. it, where it ends, we don't know.
0: Right, right. So it's more like the launch pad, the springboard.
2: Yeah, that's it.
0: Yeah, I do a lot of that because I compose a lot on the bass. So, you know, I don't want every song to be a reggae song, right? It's, it's, it's just something to get all the collaborators in on.
2: That's that's pretty much what we're doing. It's just using technology to, to get that launch pad going.
0: And where do you guys usually record in Atlanta when when it's ready to put the sh- stuff down?
2: So we re- a lot of what we record is in uh Steven Seacrest's Basement Studio in Cabbage Town, Radon Recordings. He's got a great little basement set up. It's Radon? Radon Recordings. And that's where we recorded uh, all the stuff you're playing by Waiting for UFOs.
0: And, you know, that shit sounds great. I love it. I love it. So you tell him he's doing a good job, man. Keep on keeping on because – you know, that's what it's about, right? At the end of the day, it's just sound coming out, and however the dude gets it, so much respect. Look, we're at the end of the second hour, June 13, 2020, Dish Watt Pedro Show, special guest Bill and Brian. Hold tight for hour three. June 13, 2020, it's the third hour of the Pedro's Pedro Show. <laughs>
5: The City Solution ta Shadows
7: Of whom I thought I
3: knew. If It became a blur. A by six five.
7: walking on eggshells. Maybe it's just me being paranoid, but it's starting to creep me out. It's starting to creep me out. Everybody knows one thing. If there's nothing for you, then you better leave. Sometime we're gonna be more alive than anything else. nothing said Is it just me being in my head Cause it's starting to freak me out It's starting to freak me out Only took one
0: For Pedro Shall we start off third hour With Cot From waiting for UFOs A crane and skip After that out of Idaho You pimp. Reunion Atlantis Here's some uh, Nomad eel stuff uh, Atlantis Aquarius On my way Living more Eggshells Dream phase With only you Sunday morning The second Even though it's Saturday Sorry Paul Jacobs Finally Useless Waiting for UFOs. So, so how do you come up with titles? Are, are they first or last?
2: But, you know, it's, sometimes they're first, sometimes they're last. We had, You know, Useless, uh, I was calling it Twist and because uh, I thought it would be a good dance song. And then Billy Field said we should call it Useless. Well, I know that's a good idea.
0: Yeah, uh, I got to start, yeah, start with the title because I won't have any focus. But almost everyone I talk to you about this puts the titles on last.
2: So it's interesting. It, it's, you know, a lot of what we do with words is what we learned from Benjamin and Opal Fox and Smoke. He was probably the first writer, artist I ever got to work with. I mean, I'd, I'd see artists and writers, but I never got to hang out with one and make stuff. So we would just watch him work with words, and we've been doing that. Ever since, we're waiting for UFOs. I mean, the words are kind of objects, and you can play around with them, and uh, and you can forget them, and then find new ones, and playing with them is a lot of the fun. Well, what about this one, King? And Which one? King. King of Cabbage Town? Well, the only title I got is just King. What King?
6: It just says King on there, on the thing. Yeah, it's the King of Cabbage Town.
0: Okay, so I got the abbreve. <laughs> right? Like instead of San Pedro, just Pedro.
2: Got yeah, yeah, that's oh yeah. Got, that was a-
0: like I said, I'm I'm deficient in the mind reading stuff, so I still gotta use words, Bill. I'm sorry.
2: And uh, I, just, you know, I just saw this. I just saw the packaging today. So you know more than I do once again.
0: There's a great John
2: was- there's a great
0: John Cale song called You Know More Than I Do. Let, let's listen to King
5: The bullets fly and I sink into the light of the little boy.
0: Show last music for this edition. Waiting for UFOs and King. It's actually King of Cabbage Town. I got the abbreviated. T- In fact, this is just come out coming out people, and uh, where where uh, Brian Bill where where can people find you on the internet?
6: Waiting for UFOs with the weird spelling on Instagram is probably the best place to do it.
0: But you ain't got your own website yet.
6: We do. We just don't update it.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah. Remember, so you can... having your own website is like having your own fanzine. <laughs> right? There's no fucking middleman, no Bogart, no goddamn toll booth. Okay, okay. People, that's N G F. No, not F. Number four, O-U-R. O-U-R. Oh, ah, fuck. UFO. I'm going to start over. W eight I N G four, you know number U F O S okay, and instant ham probably on shitter and fucking fake look too. But when you want your own thing because those are those are okay telephone poles to put up flyers on. But you want your own fucking fancy, yeah. yeah. All right, all right. You can do it through WordPress for free. Okay, you know. I remember in the old days there was something called Tripod, but there'd be ten billion motherfucking ads. Okay, after that, we had Citizen Claim with a man from Israel, Iggy and Stooges doing not right, live in Tokyo 2004. That was at Shibuya Axe. That gig seemed like it was two minutes long. Fuck, it was a rush for me. And then finally, from Waiting for UFOs, St. Eom. Is that how you pronounce? St. Om. Om. Okay, they got it, it's spelled E O M here.
2: Yeah. And I, maybe it is EM. I, that, I pronounce it O. Okay. That's how I heard it. And he well, the, was a, the, the a creat- folk artist in South Georgia.
0: I think a creator should be in charge of
2: that. So, oh, he was a, an artist. Yeah, folk artist in South Georgia, an outsider.
0: Okay, uh, oh, okay, okay. Like that guy, Mike Stipe uh, like told me about this guy. He put all this artwork in his yard.
2: I can't that's it, Howard speak. Finster.
0: Howard Finster, exactly. Thank you, thank you for letting me remember. So this record just just is coming out on Stripe Light. By the way, people, Stripe Light, great label coming out of Knoxville, Tennessee. Uh, Jason with the Pilot Lamp and uh, man, lots of bitchin' stuff. Uh, I've played buttloads of it on the show here, so check them out. I know there's a probably a Bandcamp page for it. And uh, so, but what what's the plan now? I mean, we can't tour yet, right? We can't. We can only do backyard gigs with the distancing. So, so, so what's your plan? Maybe more recording?
2: Yeah, more recording and more backyard shows and using projectors to screen movies while we play in backyards at night and then shoot video of the projections and record more songs.
0: Now the stuff that's being projected during the gig,
2: does it relate to what you're playing? It's whatever is in the projector. So I guess it it relates in the viewer's mind. It all relates. It's just not consciously dictated by a projectionist.
0: Well, well is, is there a dude in the band that that's his main gig is Projector Man?
2: Yeah, that's Billy Fields, the keyboard player, composer, our uh, kind of uh, songwriting coach, visionary.
0: Wow. So he does a lot. of Does he drive the boat, too?
2: And I mean, sometimes, yeah, but
0: yeah. <laughs> you know, the last tour I did was September, November last year. Forty-five gigs, forty-five days, thirteen thousand three hundred eighty miles, and Watt drove every one of them.
2: That's a lot of That's a lot of mileage.
0: Uh, well, it's a big fucking country.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, right.
0: and, I, and I didn't even do Florida. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, and I'll tell you, I'm not psychic. Or have six cents or ESP or any of that shit. But I was tired of getting sick. If you call it torn more than a month, it was my 67th one. So I decided to give people just elbow or knuckle. And I did not get sick. And then I get home and then all this COVID-19. But there's something to it, people. So don't mock that kind of shit. Protect yourself. Uh, What about advice? You guys have been through some, you know, you had your bands torn apart by losing some great cats. And you know, and it's part of the whole dealio of being, you know, having a life and sharing it with others. But what about younger cats? If they asked you about this music stuff, what kind of advice would you give them, Bill?
2: Yeah, we, uh, just uh, let the music come out of you, uh, and make sure you're just working with a good bunch of friends because bad things are going to happen if you do it for a while but it's okay because it's life. i don't know that's not very helpful <laughs>
0: no it's good it's good it's balanced
2: i don't know it's i'm tempered. just kind of thinking long term you know i mean what yeah, am i gonna well, say it, and... it's
0: tempered it's good bill what about you brian
6: can't stop the music part i have uh tried to do it and things only get a lot worse when you do that so uh keep playing the music
2: Oh uh, wait! I, I got. I have an idea. I have some advice. Bring it. You know, create your own scene. I think everyone does it, but don't. If you can't get a gig somewhere, create your own space to have a gig. And you know, if you no one wants to put out your music, you put it out. Uh, and don't underestimate the value of s- small sounds. So you're, because you're, you're talking you know, we, about they, you're talking about parallel universes. And you mean know, we play a lot of music at low volumes because we're acoustic because uh, of the cello, but that means we can play in a lot of small venues, and we don't have to worry about getting into a you know a bigger venue which has more overhead uh, so since we're smaller, we can be you know more of the freaks we are.
0: well, you know what they used to say in vaudeville there bill work the what room. They?
2: Work the room that's yeah. Work. Use the space you got.
0: That's right. That's right. You know, I've yet to imagine a sailboat me on a sailboat in the middle of the ocean and trying to tell the fucking wind which way
2: to blow. That's the that's the lesson they need to hear. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Look, Bill Bryan has been a big honor to have you on the show. When you get your next waiting for UFOs thing recorded, will you come back on the show and let us talk about it? We sure will. Thank okay. you, Mike. Okay, really, I love what you're doing. Keep on keep it on. Keep that keel in the
2: water. Right. Keep on educating there, Watt from Pedro. Okay.
4: People, June 13, 2020 edition Wat Pedro. she keep your powder dry.